This is an ABC podcast. Can you be more Pacific? On ABC Radio Australia. Bulavinaka, welcome back, everybody. Yeah, welcome back to another episode of Can You Be More Pacific? We are your hosts. I'm Rock. And I'm Kev. And together we are Rock and Kev. Talking all things sport across the Pacific. Coming up in the next hour, our plays of the week. And we chat to a leader for women's rugby in Samoa. You do not want to miss out this week's top five. And we have a report from PNG. So much to get through, so little time. Let's disembark. Can you be more Pacific with Rock and Cav on ABC Radio Australia? All right, Rock. How's it going, mate? How was your weekend? Mate, it was unbelievable. Oh. At home, had two hours sleep. How good is that? <laughs> Had well, takeaway, man. That's crazy. I had takeaway and eight hours sleep. Yes. Oh. You know what? The, the single life, mate. The single life. Uh, eh? Yeah, yeah. That's it. How good was the footy on the weekend? Oh, some nail biting. In finishes. all codes, no, not one code, yeah. two codes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, three codes. Pin code. But you know what? It was a feel-good uh, story on the weekend with yes, our, there was. the man himself, Mose Masoi. Yes, uh, he's a former Rooster, Panthers and Dragons player. Yes, played yes. Played in the NRL. For those of you who don't know, uh, Mose went over to uh, England to play um, in the Super League for Hull, Kingston Rovers. And, uh, you know, he he injured himself in, um, like, in a freak accident. Yes, he was. And... Uh, it was a spinal injury, so uh, what happened was he had to learn how to walk again, and um, he, his uh, career is done. And uh, yeah, he's slowly he's on the gra- road to recovery. On the road to recovery, and he's gradually walking now, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah um, it takes so much strength to get to his stage now. To yeah, his yeah. So um, what uh, what they're doing now is they have started a new um, uh, We Stand f- uh, with Mose fundraising appeal. And um, yeah, for anyone that out uh, that's out there that wants to uh, donate, I uh, can go on to We Stand with Mose. But um, I remember when he was coming up uh, in the ranks, like they they were giving him big raps, and he was a scary bloke, you know. Yeah, well, he was a scary bloke. Roosters. Playing for Roosters, yeah, that's where he got his name. Mm. For but the I Roosters. think I think one thing that I got from him when he, uh, he was coming up from from the Roosters was I think he was like. Uh, you know, with Pacific Islanders, the the guys that are coming up, they always rely on footy, yeah, uh, with money, money wise. Yeah. But with him, I think he was like one of the first guys that was actually um, doing a business degree and stuff like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and, and he was trying to educate other young uh, Islanders. You know what I mean? To to have a uh, something to fall back on. Yeah. Which exactly. was good. You know what I mean? And um, for times like this, I guess, like um, you know, with a freak accident, um, and footies. Like no more. I think he's got something to fall back on since he's got that uh, degree. Yeah, in business the, or the un- unfortunate news with this is that um, the UK insurance is not enough to help him throughout this yeah. this lifelong injury. That's crazy, and that's why they're um, doing a fundraiser. <laughs> yeah, for him to be able to live a normal life and to be able to pay for all the expenses, the expenses and stuff. Yeah, so. Yeah, so um, yeah, Roosters have got on uh, on board, and also the Penrith Panthers, and uh, I'm pretty sure the Dragons too have yeah, got on board. Yeah, just just 
just goes to show of you know the NRL community and the family out there that's willing yeah. to help out a um, a brother in need. So yeah. oh, that's a pretty feel good uh, story there. It is. That's good. So I'm definitely donating as well. Oh, that makes the two of us then. Yep. Um, coming from Tui's bank account though. <laughs> <laughs> Rockin' Cavs Plays of the Week. Plays of the Week! Yes, our Plays of the Week! Alright, we've got something new here. Yep. Yeah, tell we're, gonna, tell uh, we're gonna bring in the whole heroes and villains. Yeah. So, Marvels and DC. What? Yeah. Boo, DC. No, boo! <laughs> nah, jokes. We love both. <laughs> but yeah, this week, we are, every week we'll have our heroes and our villains. Of what happened on the weekend. Yeah, what happened on the weekend, Who? who uh, whatever sport. Yeah, so but, who um, was your hero and who was your villain? Okay, Mr. okay. Cavo. So, our, my hero and villain both played in the same game. Really? Yes, yes, yes. So, my villain for this week was Justin Olam. He should have passed the oh, ball. Come on. He should have passed the ball. And my hero for the week is William Akikau. Oh, And well. he saved the try. Oh, my oh. gosh. It was like watching a superhero movie. He was going to go over for the try and then kick out. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Comes with the hand of God underneath. Well, it wasn't kick out down and out though. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, that, that's like how in superhero uh, movies, you know, the hero gets knocked out and then he comes back to life and yeah. he's like, oh, save the yeah, day. Yeah, it looked like a bit of a soup just then. <laughs> <laughs> we got audio. Hughes the Specky over the top. Jesse Bromwich. He links up with Kenny Bromwich. Away to Justin Olam. Steps, scores. Does he oh, get it no, down, no. Olam? The ball is still up. Up, up, William Akikau's hand is now underneath the ball. The ball is still up. At no point does the ball go down. That's going to be no try. We have a decision. And William Akikau wins it for Penrith. So uh, the final score was 12-10. Had Olam passed the ball to the Fox, they would have scored it. It would have made it, uh, what, 14-12? Um, <laughs> I think this week, um, Justin Olam, he, he, at training, he was just doing passing drills. Anyway, rock. Dun, 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 what? That's a villain noise. That's Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. the villain. I haven't Dark seen Star Wars, though. Oh, <laughs> all right. All right, my villain is uh, Sydney Roosters player, Daniel Saluka Fafita. Wow. Mate, I tell you what. First game and definitely the last game. <laughs> Disgusting. We have audio. The crowd's blowing up for something. Field. Oh, there you go. Punching in the back of the head. The uh, replacement has come on. Salika for feeder. Well, he's got to go to the bin automatically. He's struck at the back of the head. We're in the bin for 10 minutes. His first involvement in the game, the youngster. Daniel Salika for feeder. And now he's going to the bin. Mate, this bloke punched Joy Arrow. See ya for feeder. <laughs> Mate, he punched Jai Arrow in the back of the head. Man, you know what? Jai Arrow milked it, that and he said it himself. Hit. That was a king hit. It was a king hit. That's assault yeah, yeah. outside of footy. Yeah. Do you reckon that should have been a uh, 10 in the bin or send off? Send off. Yeah. Come on. Them roosters. I wish you'd hey? punch me in the back of the head. Oh, yeah. You would have like, yeah. laid there for two I'll, hours. I'll charge him. <laughs> oh, I'll snitch on him. All right. Straight away. Who's your, who's your, who's your hero? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> what? My hero, this one, oh, this was oh, the Warriors against the Raiders. Warriors smashing the Raiders by three points. 34-31. And my hero for that game dun, is dun, 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 dun. none other. RTS. Woo! 
Roger two versus Sheck. Oh my gosh. I don't know if you saw this, but here's my hero. Through the hands to Williams. Floats the pass over the top to Rappiner. Rappiner in the corner. Oh, oh, has he dropped it? He's, he's bounced it. Has he dropped it? In the corner. I think he's dropped the footy. He's bounced it. He leapt in the air, but I think he's dropped it. With eight seconds remaining on the clock. Surge for the line. And Rappiner. Tuovasashek coming across. Oh, he hits his arm. Tuovasashek, what a play. Wow. He leapt in the air and did the Superman punch. Oh, Alan Tang sounded like a country, uh, a country musician. He leapt in the air and punched the air. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's a legend of the yeah, game. Man. Don't talk about Alan Tang One like of that. the best hookers ever. But Cameron what about history. that try saver? Oh man! But RTS, Roger you know two versus Sheck. I tipped the Warriors to win, and they came through in the end. Unfortunately for Canberra, one on the bench. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah, let's talk about that later. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> All right, now moving on. Broncos defeated. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even read it. Nah, I, I don't even want to read it. He's so honest. excited about it, but let's just I say it. Broncos it. defeated the Bulldogs twenty-four nil. Not hey. nothing. No tries. <sighs> you know, I, I I really wanted to cry at halftime. I was like, the score's two nil. What is this soccer? <laughs> Cro- crocodile tears, mate. Crocodile tears. Oh. Man, I don't know. I, I seriously don't know. But anyway, moving on. Uh, Tigers defeated the Knights. That was a good game. Hey, I really enjoyed that game. Twenty. Oh. Feel sorry for the um for the Knights fan, oh. Newcastle fans. Oh. Wow, tip what a letdown! A what a letdown! Yeah, they all came out. They were for, so excited. Yeah, it was Mitchell Pierce's uh, three hundred game. Yes, it was. And yeah, what a way to celebrate it! <laughs> 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 then with a 24-20 loss. <laughs> That's what happens when you leave the Roosters. Oh, man. Oh. I, I, he scored a try and then he grabbed his jersey and yeah, kissed it. And then after that, he was looking at his jersey going, why? Yeah, he, why? He kissed it too many times. <laughs> 20 times. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, hey, do you reckon they won because uh, your mate Joey Leilua got dropped? Oh, don't say Talk that. about it, mate. Of course. Come on. Let's go. Nah, look, <laughs> look there, was a, there was a massive attitude Joey Leilu, if you're hearing this, oh, is hey, 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 it's constructive criticism. He yeah, knows, he knows the deal. He knows the deal. But, yeah, I think the attitude change was yes. you know, was there. And uh, Luciano played pretty good. He did. And still, he still needs a lot of work in the defense. Yeah. But still, he's young. He can still work on it. But um, anyway, moving on to the Q Cup. The PNG Hunters get their first Woo! win. Yeah, the boys. Yeah, yeah the one talks. Yeah, the one talks. So they defeated Ipswich Jets 44-22. Wow, wow. they're playing cricket up there. Uh, Brandon. What? <laughs> cricket score. Brandon Gutuno scored a hat-trick. What a gun. So yes. what do you reckon? I reckon they're... All caps. Okay, <laughs> what do you reckon? They um, they play. They're actually playing really, really well in Q Cup. Do you reckon they've they always all... been playing? Yeah, well in I know. Q-Cup. But do you reckon they actually won a Q Cup? If you didn't yeah. know that, yeah. Let me finish. Facts. Yeah, <laughs> go on. Do you reckon they're due to have an NRL team? Well, they got the money. Oh, I know. But are they due to? Uh, do you reckon they can you mix know, it? They should join up with the uh, Redcliffe Dolphins. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah, but they got Redcliffe Kumuls. What? what? The one talk dolphins. The red, <laughs> red, red cliff hunters. 
<laughs> I'm telling you, there'll be a billion billion dollar club. Oh, 100%. True. They both got money. Do something. <laughs> All right. And moving on to the rugby, the Highlanders lost, unfortunately, to the Hurricanes 30 to 19. But they celebrated at the end of the day. Captain Aaron Smith, who has become the most capped Highlanders player of all time. Ever. Ever. Well, great achievement by Aaron Smith, who also is the number nine for the mighty All Blacks. But anyway, moving on. Queensland Reds thump the Waratahs. Ah, oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's not looking good for New South no, Wales. No, it's not. It's not. 46-14, Alex Murphy scored a hat-trick, even though he came on in the second half. He scored three tries in the second half. Second half. And he was he was a reserve player. Imagine the disrespect, right? You're the Waratahs. You, you're playing hard the first half, and then the Reds the bench player comes on and scores three tries on you. Obviously a gun player. Well, you know what? But th- three tries at the second half. Yeah. Their their defensive coach should be sacked. You know you know who did get sacked? <laughs> the coach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the defensive coach is next. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. What is defense? <laughs> oh, I know, right? Discussions around the Carver Bowl with Rock and Cav on ABC Radio Australia. Joining us here today is one of Samoa's top match officials. Talo Falava, my name is Avi Ifa Taki. First of all, just for the listeners out there, Tofilo, can you please just explain uh, who you are? Um, well, thank you very much. First of all, um, I work at the Samoa Rugby Union as a women development officer. Basically, what I'm doing at the Samoa Rugby Union is trying and recruit a lot of uh, young girls and women into the sport uh, again. Not only the players, but also the coaches as well. Uh, female match officials, administrators, management in, uh, in teams. And on the side, I'm also uh, the first ever um, international female referee for Samoa. Very nice. Um, mm. uh, how, how did you get into sports and how was the journey for you to get into the top match official, uh, like your position right now? Well, first of all, it was from the family. I grew up in a family where my dad was a, was a referee and before he, he passed, he was a world rugby match official educator. I had my brothers, one of my, my older brother was playing for Mansamo Sevens as well. Um, my older brother is a coach as well as in, in rugby. And all my other younger brothers, um, they play rugby as well. So I grew up in a family where there's, the sport is well celebrated uh, by everyone in the family. And, and of course, in a, in a village, I get a lot of enthusiastic from the environment, from the, from the place where I grew up. So that, that's, that kind of environment that I grew up with, you know, there, there was a lot of passion, there was pride were, uh, of people about, uh, about rugby. So that's how I grew up. And I never thought that I'll be, you know, a match official. I've always dreamed of um, a Manasina player when I was a young kid, but I never had a chance. There was no rugby for girls in, in that school and never heard of rugby for, for girls in, in, in the community where I used to, to live. So I never had the chance to play. So I committed to athletics and volleyball. So those were the sports that I, um, I tried soccer as well. And I thought I wasn't fit in for soccer. I always 
think about playing rugby, uh, despite the fact that I never had the chance. But then in 2008, I started teaching. So I was teaching. And in that journey, when I started teaching, I, I had the chance to, to live with my parents, especially my dad, who was a match official um, himself. He saw the best of me, and then, you know, I never, I never realized that I could be a, uh, a good match fish. Never in my whole life, but my dad wanted me to, to try. So it was a good challenge, and it was a good challenge for me as well. And from there in 2008, that's when I started um, refereeing. Even though the fact that I did it just for fun and just to, you know, because uh, <laughs> my dad really wanted it. So that's why I took took that um, took that challenge. So basically, it was because I, I just wanted to make my dad proud. Nice, nice. <laughs> but I never I, I never thought that I could be in another position as a, as I am right now. And then in 2016, I started involving the school kids um, refereeing, and from there, um, I thought to myself that I I would wear my back into footy. <laughs> and um, and help the community. But then from there, the Samoa Rugby Union um, recruited me as a development referee. So that's when I started this journey. So it was 2016. That's when I stayed focused and committed to match officiating. So the same year, I got uh, selected by the Oceania Rugby Panel of Referees. So that's when I saw myself, I pictured myself into another level. And uh, 2017, at the beginning of the year, my dad passed. And that was something that really pushed me, it really pushed me to keep going. It's because I, I knew my dad you know, really wanted me to be at that, um, at that level. I, I think uh, I'm really grateful to Heavenly Father because that my dad was able to witness me in, in the international stage um, before he passed away. And so from there on until now, I keep on, um, I keep that legacy. And, and I know I need more work, more, and I mean more work is work hard so that I can achieve in that position as a match official. Mm. Nice, nice. Um, how do you feel that, um, you know, a lot of females are starting to come up and take um, a male-dominated do- um, roles, like you're now officiating, and we also have a friend of the show, Philoi Eneliko, who's the coach. Um, how do you feel about, about women coming up? For me, personally, I don't really... The first time when I started um, being a, um, started officiating, I never saw myself as a, you know, as a, as a woman, different from men. I, I always try and put myself as a, in, in the field as a referee, you know, you know, so that there is equality there, you know, there is a, there is a, a, a working together um, process there. But from a perspective, from a woman point of perspective, I can see a lot of women, they, there's a lot of talented young women in the Pacific and even here in Samoa. You know, the only um, message that we want to bring out there, we want to deliver out there to these young women and girls is making sure that they work hard. Because in the situation where we are right now, um, especially me and, and of course, Filoi and Eliko as well, you know, we're involved in the in main most dominated sport. My own pers- personal perspective about how to get into another level is making sure that we, we perform our best. For me as a, uh, as a woman, I think 
sometimes I'm tired of working really hard, but nothing happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and that's something that we want to keep pushing our women, women and, and girls out there is make sure that they perform their best and, you know, and, and support each other. It's, it's important that we stand together as women and, and work in this men-most-dominated um, field. And it's a, it's a pleasure. Um, and we do appreciate the, the men and women who support us, women who are involved in the sport. But we appreciate other... Not every man has that mentality, but I can say that there are, there are more men right now that started to change their mindset how they think of women, us women, to be involved in this sport. And I'm grateful for those men who started changing their mindset. And uh, for those men who still have that um, pride with them that rugby is, um, is always for men, um, I, I encourage them, you know, rugby is a sport, it's for anyone. Yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing how you um, change the narrative. Like, it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, if you can get the job done and the opportunity's there, then you just you take it, you know? If, if you're the one for the job, then it's for you. Um, yeah. What is your game day rituals? The whole week is really busy for us as development officers. Even on Friday. Friday is always the day for our program in the primary schools because that's their sports day. On Friday night, it's the best time for me, you know, to get some rest. Um, usually we go to the field 8 o'clock in the morning. So most likely I always wake up at 6 or 6.30 because we're, we're having a 15 rugby, rugby 15 season right now. Usually that's the routine for us. Two 15s, <laughs> 15 again, uh, which is, yeah, it's, it's crazy here. It's crazy because we don't really have a lot of referees. So you got the whole week busy and then... You wake up early in the morning, you know, do some, have breakfast, listen to the music. Sometimes I miss breakfast. <laughs> That's crazy, right? Yeah. I, sometimes, almost a Saturday, I miss breakfast. Breakfast so is I the go most... straight to the, the most important thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah the most exactly. important meal of the day. Yeah. <laughs> you can't miss breakfast. <laughs> um, now, Lao, is there uh, a message that you would like to send to the listeners or young women that are listening to this show? Um, well, the key message that I've, you know, something that I've always encouraged, uh, especially the women, making sure that they work really hard and support each other. We can't grow if we don't support each other. Uh, and of course, the, the men as well. Um, we really need strong men with the positive mindset about women to be involved in sports. Um, I believe those men who are well-known in rugby are also the best people to empower our women to be involved in the sport. Because I know for a fact some of those male counterparts who are in the big, in the highest level, they, they still have that mindset of women not to be involved in the you know, rugby um, environment. So, so that's my message for, um, for, those, for both men and women, is making sure that we have the work hard, have the right mindset, and, and support each other. Amazing advice. Thank you, Tofila, for joining us today and obviously empowering young women and being a role model to young women. 
And uh, we appreciate you coming on board. We wish you nothing but luck in the future and uh, of what's to come as well. Well, thank you very much. Um, it is always a great pleasure um, for us here in the community, here in Samoa, to have um, opportunities like this so that we can raise, continue to raise awareness um, for the empowerment of women, in, not only here in Samoa, but also in the, in the whole world, in the Pacific as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's right. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much. Thank yep. you. Yep. That was one of Samoa's top match officials, Tofilau Avi'i Fa'alupenga. Rockin' Cavs Top 5. Cav, yes. You know what time it is? What time is Our it? Our Top 5! Yes, let's go! Oh my let's gosh! Go. So, on the weekends, there was a lot of nail-biting finishes. Yep. So, it's only right we do our favourite top five nail-biters. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I'm excited for this one. Starting off with number five. Now, a lot of you might not think that this is nail-biting finishes. Well, we don't care. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, we think it is. Yeah, we think it is. So, number five is boxing. Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder, the first fight. Why? Well, Tyson Fury was out for about four to five years, had to vacate his belt. While he was away, Deontay Wilder, an American, won the world heavyweight title. Tyson Fury battled depression and uh, substance abuse, came back, challenged Deontay Wilder, and everybody wrote him off. He was the. I, I did. He, yeah. He was the underdog. Uh, me, I personally thought he was going to win. But uh, yeah, he got knocked down three times in that fight. Came back with the superior boxing ability and he ended up getting a draw. And then what happened after that? They had a rematch in February 2020 of last year. He ended up knocking him out in the seventh round. Yeah. Yeah, boy, that's number five, baby. The comeback king himself, the gypsy king. (laughs) <laughs> Let's go, number four. Our number four was South Africa versus England. So yes. this was a cricket match in 1948. Guess what? What? They won on the last ball. <laughs> wow, thrilling. Thrilling. So that means the last ball, they had to go for broke. Yes. They had to go for broke. And they did it. And they won. Wow, that's crazy. Amazing effort. That Intense. was our number four. Number four. Number three, West Coast Eagles. Our boy, Nick Nathaniel. He wasn't playing that day, but yeah, we still love you. Uh, versus Collingwood Magpies. Oh, yes, my Magpies. Ah, I've been going for them ever since. Ever oh, since. Oh, Jeez. So, there was a 2018 <laughs> Grand Final, West Coast. They were behind the whole game and then yeah, they came Yeah, I know. I watched back. that game. Oh, They came thrilling. back to win it. Ryan plays on, kicks to the pocket, Sheed back with That's a fight, a marks! That's a shepherd. Absolute He's shepherd. He's been paid, Sellers. Right forward pocket, 35 out, Maynard incensed. Everyone on the ground knew it was a shepherd. Except some bloke in yellow. Sheed on his preferred left. Oh, no. Drop, punt, kick! Unbelievable. He's the impossible goal in the biggest of moments on grand final day. Next to nothing to look at between the posts. West Coast leads. Ball hits the deck. Redden tries to work it out. It's been locked in. The Eagles win their fourth flag. The Eagles have landed on the MCG in 2018. You know what? Dead set, Shepard. Shep- Dom Sheed, you should be ashamed of yourself. Shepard all day. Shepard by Sheed. 
said his name. You know what? I reckon we should make it like a goal to try go to a grand final. Do you know what I reckon? I reckon it should be a goal for you guys to learn the rules. No. Excuse me? Boo. It was a shepherd. That's a shepherd. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get that, shepherd? <laughs> you learned the rules. <laughs> number oh. two. What was number two, Rob? Oh, man. This one's a classic. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yes. you got to love this one. Yes. Cowboys yes. versus the Broncos 2015 Grand, Grand Final. Final. Wow. Cowboys defeated the Broncos 17-16. Yes. So, so Cowboys were behind. Kyle Felt gets the ball. Right on the sideline, scores the try. So, so this is the second time I cried in a grand Jonathan final. Thurston to win the game. Jonathan and Thurston. From the his preferred kicking side, and he misses oh, by inches. The uh, game goes into overtime. They kick off, and your man, Ben Hunt, Let's not talk drops about the ball. He's a Broncos, man. Drops the ball. They pack a scrum, give it back to Thurston, and big and a bang. Bingo! Hello! <laughs> Hello! We've got audio! Still a few tackles left for the Cowboys. Cooper, away to Coot. They're so flat-footed, though. They're so tired. And Tamo's down to the ground. 14 metres out. Quick play the ball. Here it is. 20 out. First up. Oh. He's done it. He's an immortal. The Cowboys have won the 2015 Premiership with a field goal. Two and a half minutes into extra time. Wow. Wow, I remember watching that game and I was just like, bro, this is the greatest grand final in history. One of. No, I reckon it was. <laughs> no, oh, it was actually, actually. It, w- it would be second. The yeah, first would 2010, be when, when Dragons Bulldogs versus won Roosters. 2004. <laughs> but anyway, number one, <laughs> our number, number one. one. Well, drum roll. Thank you for the longest drum roll in human history. <laughs> but <laughs> number one was Blues versus Maroons game one, 2004. Sean Timmons kicking the drop goal. Got that, Queensland? Yeah! Nah. <laughs> so Blues won 9 8 in overtime, oh. 83rd minute. Who did the drop goal? Sean Timmons. Who did he play for? No, 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 the Mighty Dragons. The Illawarra Steelers. <laughs> the game was 8 all. It was at Homebush Stadium. Man. Sean Timmons, the biggest chest in he the had ne- rugby league at the time. <laughs> he had never kicked a drop goal in his life, his mother said. They gave him the ball. He gave, he gave it all he got from 40 metres out and got it in. That little crowd went wild at Homebush Stadium. Bing and a bang. <laughs> Amazing commentary, yes! mate. I love this. Yes. Wow. Get that up, y'all. Queensland. <laughs> what a top five that was. Can you be more Pacific? With Rock and Cav on ABC Radio Australia. Oh, my God. Can you be more Pacific with Rock and Cab talking all things sport across the Pacific? Still to come, our island life and our unique take of the week. All right, guys, we're going to change up the pace a little bit and check in with our mate Peter Pussell from PNG. Today, we're talking to Cricket PNG CEO Greg Campbell about PNG's preparations for the T20 World Cup in India later this year. Mr. Pussell, you're on. First of all, when is the tournament? Uh, the tournament at the moment, Peter, we uh, are Zooming every Wednesday night with uh, ICC about 
different matters about the Cricket World Cup. Uh, that'll be October, November. And at the moment, it'll be planned in India. So, um, but what will I, what I could probably guarantee you, the World Cup will go ahead. Everyone's preparation has been disrupted, especially the associate world. You know, we probably really haven't played an international game at all in 2020, uh, like a lot of the other associate countries. So we're desperate for cricket. Um, our two games here in uh, Port Moresby have been cancelled uh, by the ICC due to the COVID and getting teams here. We were due to host Scotland and USA, so they've been cancelled. And then in um, April, we were due to host Oman and Namibia, so they've been cancelled to a later date. You know, the whole world's the same. So hopefully later in the year, we can play some games here. But at the moment, everyone's preparation is disrupted. So you said uh, later on in the year you're expecting to play games here in Port Moresby against those two countries you just mentioned. Yeah, is well, we, we are, Peter. We are, and look, to be honest, we know it's bad in the country at the moment. Hopefully these vaccines will get a downward curve to us. If we can't play here, uh, we'll give away our home games and go somewhere else and play around the world where um, the world COVID has sort of been contained a little bit. And then 2022, we'll get them home games back. What about the option of playing games um, in India ahead of the tournament? Is that a possibility? Yeah, there will be. Yes, there is options for that. The ICC have already got uh, two or three practice games against their range of trophy sides before, and we'll also play some of the others that are not in our pool. But we're also trying to get to India two or three weeks beforehand and play some more games. Um, we're setting that up as we speak now. There's nothing confirmed because, as you know, India are starting their IPL. So um, everything you talk to them now, they don't talk to you about um, even the World Cup. It's all IPL for the next eight weeks. But we're also looking to go into Australia if we can. We know that's going to be a, a big uh, hurdle, but we, we're making little inroads there of trying to get our team into Australia later in the year. Okay. And uh, in terms of preparations here at home, what are the players doing on a, on a daily, weekly basis? Oh, you've got to take your hat off to our players, men's and women's. Uh, they've been training um, up until now. Um, as you know, we're in a four-week lockdown, but they've been doing gym work. They've been doing a lot of exercises with our strength and conditioner people. We're in lockdown for a month now, so they won't be coming to the ground. They'll be in their own little groups where they live, like they were last year doing strength and conditioning, and um, they report every week to the coach and our two S&C strength and conditioner people. So I'll take my hat off to the players, like I said, women and men. They're keeping up their fitness and all their reports back that I see after they go to the coach and the thing are very good in their fitness-wise. So they're very dedicated that way. Not the best of preparations uh, by any stretch of the imagination and um, uh, that's for all, no, that's, all teams. That's not, that's not that's so, the thing I mean. Pete, I'll give you an example. The Scotland coach is South African and he's been in South Africa for 18 months. He can't get to Scotland. So everyone's the same around the world. we just got to adapt. So there's a lot of virtual coaching going on, mate. No, that's a lot of Zooming cool. players and watching on, watching on the websites. Yeah. Oh, well, that, that's, uh, that's 2021. So I guess we're up with the times. Um, yeah. What are we expecting from our team heading into this major tournament, um, being that it's the first time we're going to a world tournament? And what are the expectations and what would you be happy with uh, in terms of uh, performance? Oh, look, Pete, that is a very good question and it's a very hard question. You know, we qualified for this tournament, as you know, in 2019 to play the World Cup in oh, 2020 yeah. in Australia. 
and you know this uh, virus come along and has put a spanner in the works. And the and the guys were very very excited. They were upbeat, and they still are. I mean, they're still training, like I said, the house down. And we expected uh, in Australia that we would go through the first round and and make the final the finals of uh, you know the next round where you actually play India and and all the full countries. And we still believe we can do that. Um, I can't answer your question of what the schedule looks like because they haven't released it yet. But, you know, if I revert to 2020, we were due to play Ireland, Sri Lanka and Oman in our pool. And if you finish top two of your pool, you went through to the final round. And we were very confident, you know, with our recent history against Ireland and Oman, we would get through that. And, you know, and Sri Lanka was always going to be hard as a full member. But it's T20 cricket, anything can happen. So if you ask me where we are, we're still confident we can get through the final round. Every, we're not using um, COVID as an excuse. We're not using that we no, haven't played enough cricket in the last 18 months because all the, all the full members and some of the, all the associates are in the same boat except for three or four full members. So we've got to make the most of what we can. The boys are using that as not an excuse. They're just looking forward to, to getting to India and playing in the World Cup. Looking ahead in the future, um, post-World Cup, uh, how are things looking for cricket PNG? Your plans, uh, I know they've been disrupted for the last 16, 18 months. Um, if you need to make major adjustments and um, you know to your planning and things like that. Oh, most definitely. You know, if we'll go back to our grassroots program, Pete, you know, we, we now can't go into schools and that's been disrupted a bit in 2020 and now in 2021 with the schools closing down. So our grassroots programs um, been disrupted, but we, we're doing it other ways. We're doing, um, you know, keeping the, the children that we know, the talent ID is still going. We've got a group of about 50 or 60 that Rodney Maha has on his books that he's gone around in the last two or three years to keep. So, again, we're doing a lot of Zooms. We're trying to set up all our members with Zooms. So it's like Lay, Pom, um, Pop and Detta, so we can Zoom, you know, the, the chairmen of their boards and, you know, their clubs down there and Lakani Ola and Rodney Maha are doing that. So we've had to adapt pretty quickly, you know. The, the we keep saying the old ways, Pete, but the old ways will come back. But we're also in the new ways where Zoom meetings, team meetings are always going to happen. You don't need to fly in. But I'm a bit like you, mate. There's nothing like a face-to-face meeting. So once we get back to that, we're confident that our structures and programs will, will go in place. The last 18 months, to be honest, Pete, have probably been my busiest with the general manager. You know, we've redone our constitution, which will be adopted hopefully by our members at the end of the month. You know, we've redone our new strategy plan. All the things that sort of sit on the back burner, we've taken this opportunity to, to catch up and get into the future. So we, we're looking forward to not only playing in this World Cup, but making the next World Cup, which is in 2022 in Australia, the T20. And also, you know, before then, we've got a 50-over qualified to go to the World Cup, which will be in England in 2023. So there's still a lot on, and that's for men and women's. You know, our 19s will go to a World Cup Um in 2022 so there's a lot happening and you know we just got to um, not use anything as an excuse and adapt to the modern way and our players and our staff have done that very well all right greg well that wraps it up thank you very much for your time no worries Pete. and that was cricket png ceo greg campbell talking about the barramatis preparations heading into the t20 world cup back to you rock and kev and yes that was our png reporter mr peter pusal it's going to be uh a bit of a a pickle for the PNG team. Yeah. Hopefully they get they get there and um yeah we'll be we'll definitely be um keeping track of their movements and and where they're going.
Pacific with Rock and Cav on ABC Radio Australia. All right, guys, it's time for our unique take of the week. This is a very interesting one this week, Cav. Yes, it is. Um, Let's talk about injuries Yes, in the NRL. Mm. Is the game too fast? Oh, it's very fast, actually. I mean, like faster than usual? Yeah, it's fast and furious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you had to. Had to. But uh, yeah, there was a lot of injuries on the weekend. Uh, from when I saw the injury list on Saturday, there was about 19 players that were injured. And um, I'm not sure if there was any added on on Sunday. But yeah, 19 also, players. Yep. Was that also because uh, the preseason was, was too short? short? Yes and no, but then again, like um, if if you you know if the game's really that fast, then obviously there's going to be a lot of injuries, man. I reckon there is. Really? Yeah, man. Um, and also, like, oh, I, I really felt sorry for teams like Canberra and uh, Cronulla Sharks. Uh, Canberra had one um, uh, one guy on their bench due to injuries and concussions. And um, I think they only had to, they could only sub off the forwards and everyone else had to play uh, the full, full minutes. I know, wow. yeah. So the Canberra centre, um, he apparently he had a floating fractured or broken rib and he couldn't come off. Bro, that was pretty That's sad. That's intense. Yeah, that's crazy. How do you play against like a team like the Warriors with Roger Tuivasa Shek coming at you 100 you know, miles an hour? With like a, if you put it that way, like Canberra Raiders they did, did well, really well. They did to, well. You know, stay in there. Yeah, I, I, I don't think Ricky Stewart could be upset too, at the yeah, team. Yeah, too harsh at the players. Yeah, but um, yeah, uh, I don't know. But then the Sharks as well. They had a lot of injuries and no subs. I think at one point there, John Morris, the coach, was about to run back on and play the number nine. <laughs> Play up the boots. Be player coach again. Uh, reliving his time. At hey, we should bring that back. Player coach in the NRL. Wait, imagine that. A player coach. Has that ever happened? Who Who would you think would make a good player coach? Where's Nagama? Like? <laughs> Come on, buddy. Are you serious? You know what? That guy still got it. Uh, yeah. After the weekend, they would have needed him, I reckon. <laughs> oh, just quietly. Let's not talk about the silk tails here, man. Oh, yeah. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> All right. We're going uh, on to our... Malolo. Yay or nay? Unfortunately for me, nay. Why nay? Because it's not good for New South Wales. Oh, wow. Oh, it's like you came up with that punchline yourself. Yeah. Uh, obviously, <laughs> New South Wales can uh, do without him. Oh, yeah, I know, right? My gosh. Imagine him putting on a Queensland jersey. Oh, man, that's another eight years we yeah. have to listen to. He'll be to the Maroon Hulk. <laughs> oh, and you know who else has come out in the papers yesterday? Who? Viliame Kikau. Your hero. Uh, no, he's my cousin, actually. <laughs> uh, blood cousin, related, family. Oh, okay. Same area, same hood, oh. same village. <laughs> All the above. All the above. This or anyway, but uh, yeah, they, they've actually entertained the thought of uh, Viliame Kikau playing because he has played one junior rugby league match over in North Queensland when he came over from Fiji. And then he played uh, under 20s for North Queensland. Imagine those two playing for Queensland. Kikau and Taumalolo in the same team. I'll dislike him forever. Oh, man, I, I would disown him as my cousin. <laughs> Is he your cousin? No, no. Not same blood, same house, same <laughs> None of the above. It'll be scary, though. Imagine if, those two. If it happened, like, it's a big if. It won't happen. Nah, It'll never happen. I, I don't think it would. I think... Um, it can't happen, but, yeah. you know. I think um, they should just 
stay playing for Fiji and Tonga respectively, just to help build, like I guess the NRL. <laughs> no, just maybe it should be building the Pacific Islands. Yeah, but... help building it there. Like, like if you if you go back and think like to the World Cup when Tamalolo pledges his allegiance to Tonga, a lot of young uh, up and coming to- uh, Pacific Islander players they wanted to play for their country because of that, you know. And I think so. Your dad could have been playing for New South Wales. Back in the day, they uh, approached my dad and he said, "Oh no 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 no, I cannot. <laughs> I was not born in New South Wales. <laughs> my origin look, is in Fiji. Even though I look like a New South Wales man, <laughs> it's not for me. It's not for me. I am sorry. <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, I reckon uh, they should stay playing for uh, Fiji and Tonga, just to keep um, you know building the profile of uh you know international rugby league um over there in the Pacific Islands. Yeah, talking about Pacific Islands. Our World Rugby supports the prospect of two new Pacific Island Super Rugby teams. Yes. So It's a tongue twister right there. Yep. So one of the teams is the Fijian Draw and the other one was Moana Pacifica who played at the start of the year. Uh yes, I put uh I myself support it. I think it would be great to boost up uh, international rugby in the Pacific Islands. Yes. And it will also help um, the the competition a bit in the Pacific Islands. We're we're kind of sick of uh, seeing the same old nations fighting it out in the finals in the World Cup. Just quietly. Yeah. It would be great to see, you know, Tonga, Samoa. Yeah, develop local talent. Yeah. And Fiji, like, you know, fight it out. And, uh, yeah, it would be great. I reckon it would be good for... Uh, world rugby be good for Pacific Island rugby and be good for Super Rugby. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of Pacific Islanders, yeah, the Wallabies Pacific Islander <laughs> team uh, has been announced. <laughs> Wallabies Moana Pacific. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the the, uh, the Wallabies um, squad for 2021 has been announced, and um, half the players are of Pacific Island. Shout out to the selectors; they know what they are. <laughs> Looking at it at the moment. So the selectors were one from Fiji, one from Tonga, one from Samoa. And one from Kiribati. <laughs> Kiribati. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, shout out to the Wallabies uh, who will be preparing to play in the international rugby uh, competition. And uh, yeah, we all know who's going to take that out. <coughs> <He's> gonna... <laughs> Can you be more Pacific? On ABC Radio Australia. It is time for our tipping for the week. Our producer has got some great news for me, not so great news for Rock. <laughs> How was our last week's tipping, uh, Renil? Okay, so in the NRL, Rock, you got three right. It's outrageous. <laughs> Cav, you got four. <laughs> which puts you on a total of eight. Whoa! And Rock, you're on a total of seven. So seven. It's close. Pretty Cavs, close. Yeah, Cavs close. taken the, the lead by Rock. In the AFL, you got five right, Rock. Which is ridiculous. And Cav got six right. <laughs> so Cav is now one point ahead in that as well. So yeah, he's yeah. on an 11 and you are on 10. Let's go. That's all right. Let's it's, go. Only, it's only the beginning of the year. All right. All right. So let's go through this week. All right. NRL, Manly or Panthers? Rock. Uh t- Panthers for me. Yep, Panthers. Uh, Bulldogs. South. Didn't have to finish it. Bulldogs. Didn't have to finish it. Grand final rematch. (laughs) Back in the day. Uh, Storm or Broncos? Storms. Storm. Broncos have to relocate to Sydney. Sharks or Cowboys? Cowboys. Sharks. 
I, I reckon Cowboys. You're going to cause an upset. Yeah, cause an upset. <laughs> Titans, Titans, Raiders. Raiders. Titans. Knights, Dragons. Knights. Come on, Dragons. Roosters, Warriors. Let's Warriors. go on, Warriors. Warriors. Let's go on. Uh, tigers or Eels? Tigers! Come on, the Eels. Let's go, Tigers. Slithering away. Yeah, let's go, Tigers. And into round three of the AFL. AFL. So Brisbane Lions or Collingwood Magpies? Come on. Got to go for my team. the jungle, the might, <laughs> the lions. <laughs> Sleeps tonight. <laughs> Collingwood for me. Yeah, lions, lions. North Melbourne Kangaroos. Roof, roof, Bulldogs. Or Western Bulldogs. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> bulldogs. Who let the dogs out? <laughs> Adelaide Crows or Gold Coast Suns? Crows. Suns. The Suns. What, you thought I was going to do something for the Suns? No, I got no. nothing. <laughs> No, but I'm, Sun, I know shine that. on a rainy couple. Yeah, I was going to say no, that. No, you weren't. Anyways. Our executive producer, Tim Vera, will be glad to hear that one of you is supporting the Crows. Yeah, shout out to Tim, my man. Richmond Tigers Jeez. or Sydney Swans? Oh, I've got to go to the locals. Tigers. <laughs> my cousin, Dustin Martin. Yeah, that's right, cousin, blood cousin. Yeah, that's my cousin too. Uh, yeah, Tigers right for on. me, you know. Bombers or St Kilda? St Kilda. Um... Gonna have to go with Bombers. Bombers played uh, well last couple of weeks. Shut up. So, St Kilda. <laughs> I wish you wouldn't say stuff like that. You said that. It makes it so obvious you don't watch it. St Kilda. Nah, Bombers for me, Renelle. Uh, All right, West Coast Eagles or Port Adelaide Power? I got the power! Stop it. Eagles. Stop with all these theme, theme songs. All no right, one cares. All right, all right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Carlton Blues or Fremantle Dockers? Blues! Um, <laughs> Carlton, Carlton for me. I feel like he's trying to get a spot on The Voice. Somebody turn their chair around! <laughs> <laughs> Blues! All right, GWS Giants or Melbourne Demons? We're great or Western City. You're, wait, wait, wait. You're Melbourne Demons fan, though. Where do I live? It's where, uh, where do I live? It's where do official. I live? Where do I live? Western Sydney. You know what? If I bet against them, I, I wouldn't have a house to go back to. <laughs> Melbourne Demons for me, oh. you know. And Geelong Cats or Hawthorne Hawks? The cats. <laughs> wow. Are you saving all these uh, sound effects? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, cats for me. <laughs> Gosh. All right, guys, that was our tips. Let us know who you will be picking and also send us pictures of you in your, uh, you know, your supporters' colours. Yeah, if anyone, see, if anyone wants to buy me a Collingwood's jersey, uh, <laughs> you know, send, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, let us know. Hit us up on our socials. ABC Sport and Radio Australia. Yeah, yeah. ABC Radio Australia, your home of rock and cap. Ah oh, man, it's coming to the end of the show. Ah, oh, spewing. Ah, uh, it has been a good show. It's it been a great a long show, show, actually. Yes, but uh, you know, as always, guys, same time, same place next week. Yes, if you missed the show or you just want to listen to the magic again, it'll be replayed on Friday, 2 p.m. PNG time. Or you can find all our episodes on the Radio Australia website. Time to go. Goodbye. Farewell. More there. Can you be more Pacific? An ABC Sport production for ABC Radio Australia. This program has been funded by the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade.